Hey, I'm Ben Silverio. And I'm Ansel Birch. And it's time, time to, to party. party. We are not doctors. We don't give medical advice. Please treat responsibly. Today's episode was recorded on November 26th, 2023. You know what song I was doing? Could you I tell? Do. Well, and it was one of two. That's true. It's one of two. <laughs> Party people, welcome back. Oh my God, if you're listening to us right now, Merry Christmas. If, if you're listening on release day, thank you. That's a present in, in and of itself. Yes, you give, you're, you're the ones giving us the present by listening to our voices when you could be listening to your family. Mm-hmm. Although, if you're <laughs> avoiding problematic family, good on you. Yeah, there's there more go. of this. <laughs> yes, it is Christmas Day 2023, if you're, you know, listening to it when we release it. Um, oh, and I release it on time. That's the other thing. Yeah, that's that's the other thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do my best to pre, pre, uh, sure. set these ones so that they don't get jacked up. Understandable. Um, but yes, uh, it is Christmas, but it is also the end of our month-long series called Time to Christmas Party. Woo! Yeah. Uh, this year, since 2023, has been kind of uh, a shitbag wrapped in uh, a douche canoe. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> set ablaze down the river. Yes, exactly. Um we needed some extra joy, so we deviated from our regularly scheduled programming to bring you some of our favorite Christmas movies. Some of them had time travel. Most of them don't, but, you know, it's hey, okay. I would, I would argue 50%. 50% had time travel. That's that's very true. <laughs> just, uh, you know, um, we just figured uh, getting in the spirit would be nice. And, uh, yeah, talking about these movies would help out a lot. Now I think they have. Yeah. It's certainly been a good time for us in recording. Absolutely. So, you know, uh, if you missed out, we covered uh, It's a Wonderful Life. Mm -hmm. And then we covered the new classic, uh, Violent Night. Uh, and then, oh, one of the best. Top tier, the Muppet Christmas Carol. Truly. And finally, uh, as we close out the 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 series, as we close out the holiday season, as we close out the year, really, because are we I don't even think we're gonna do a uh an outtakes episode, right? <laughs> no, we got all four weeks covered. Yeah, exactly. So this is our last episode of the year. That's right. Wow. Thanks for, for sticking with us through it all. Um, or just joining us. That's cool, too. That is super cool. That's even, I mean, some would say even cooler for finally Yeah, you us. just found us on Christmas Day looking for someone talking about a year without a Santa Claus. Yeah, and, and we're, we're not going to let you down. Um, the Year Without a Santa Claus uh, is a 1974 Rankin and Bass TV movie. Uh, and it's just, 
I don't know. I feel like it doesn't get the the same amount of love as like Frosty or Santa Claus is Coming to Town or Rudolph. But it's my favorite. I think it might be my favorite Christmas movie, period. That is a big thing to say. I would love to hear more about that. Absolutely. But before we get there, if you don't know what movie we're talking about, uh, here's what our good friends at IMDb tell you. When a weary and discouraged Santa Claus considers skipping his Christmas Eve run one year, Mrs. Claus and his elves set out to change his mind. Yeah, I guess. I bet. <laughs> That I guess it covers it. Yeah, I mean, Ish. I feel like they get they get help in changing his mind. It it, it not, is it, more about the journey than it is the the changing his mind of it. But hey, sure. Yeah, but you know, like uh, self care is important, as we've all come mm-hmm. to learn. Mm-hmm. And uh, working while you're sick is not great. So you know, I I I, I guess. I get where Santa's coming from. Yeah. You know, and, and this Santa isn't exactly at the same level as, uh, as David Harbour Santa from Violent Night. No. Right? Like, no, no. this Santa hasn't been driven to the bars in between his deliveries. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing yeah, up over the side of the sleigh. <laughs> What a great visual. Yeah. I mean, gross, but... It's okay. He's yeah, not but... driving. Yeah, he's just guiding a little bit. Yeah. Um, But yeah, you know, Mickey Rooney as Santa Claus just, like, screams Christmas, right? There is something about Mickey Rooney as Santa Claus that, like... Yeah, there's a special place in in at least my heart and i think the collective consciousness yeah you mentioned how david harbour looks the part really well with the rosy cheeks and the the face shape but mm-hmm. mickey rooney's voice you know it it embodies santa claus i think for for a lot of people sure yeah undeniable there and you know um it's funny when I told my my current roommate uh that this was one of my like probably my favorite Christmas movie. Um he was like this is such a sad one. Cuz I mean uh Blue Christmas is one of the main mm-hmm. songs in this movie. Um but you know I I might even trace that back because as a kid I was obsessed with Elvis. And his cover of Blue Christmas you know, was, I don't know. I don't know why I like that song either, because that's also really sad. But um, I, I want to reach over here and grab one of my Christmas decorations real quick. I know that people listening aren't going to see it because well, we're we'll a podcast. we just have to describe it, that's all. Oh, okay. So this is, is this a Funko? This a... Uh, it is made by Funko, but it's not a pop. Um I believe they were called vinyl. Um, ah, yes. But it is a, oh, and there you've got the set. Okay, so it's a, yeah. vi- a pair of vinyl figures of the Heat Miser and the, the Snow Miser. Yeah. Um, currently, the Funko Pop versions are on my uh, in search of list. 
but I, I've never seen them in person. So interesting. But these are still good. These I feel like these look more like the characters in the movie than the Funko Pops do. Yeah. So are the pops in the like tra- traditional pop style where they've got the round yeah. eyes and the yeah these are yep. much that that's much preferable then these these are like faithful representations of the characters as they were right um which miser brother do you prefer uh oh man i mean me personally i like the cold weather better so i'm i'm definitely more on the on on that side of things but um i don't know I, I don't know that I prefer one over the other in the movie because they are so much the pair. Mm-hmm. I think um, the, the the snow miser has more fun, maybe. I and I think that's why my choice is my choice, but also it's very ironic. Oh, I do prefer the snow miser, which is ironic because I moved away from Chicago because I was sick of the winter weather. <laughs> <clears throat> I will talk any chance that I get about how, how terrible the winters were in the Midwest. Uh, but I do prefer the snow miser just because he seems like he he's more fun, you know? Uh, yeah. He's enjoying such... himself more. He's having more. Yeah. Um, the heat miser seems angry. He gets got a lot of like rage associated with the characterization there. And, yeah, that just doesn't seem as fun. Yeah, you know, he uh the snow miser's uh less of a hothead. And <clears throat> yeah, he's just he's just way more chill. <laughs> Damn it, Ben. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um but yeah, you know, um why do you think the year without Santa Claus is something that people keep coming back to? I think it's accessible. You know, Rankin and Bass skewed towards the audience that Christmas movies have traditionally been targeted at. You know, this is a movie four kids upkeeping the story of Santa Claus adding to the fiction in an interesting way. You know, a lot of, I want to say that Rankin and Bass were the first ones that gave us like a story that fleshed out the life of Santa Claus on the, um, you know, outside of making his deliveries. It's based on a book, I think. So it's not an entirely original idea, but I think this is the probably the first uh, uh, introduction that a lot of us had to the idea of Santa Claus as a person um, who had wants and needs and desires outside of his mythic role, watching over us all and judging us for our misdeeds. (laughs) Um, you're absolutely correct. The story is based on the 1956, 1956 book of the same name by Phyllis McGinley. Um, there we go. I've never read the book. I 
I think I keep forgetting that it's a book. I should hunt it down. Um, but yeah, you're, you're totally right. Like, I think this is the first time that I remember uh, Santa Claus being really, like, humanized, you know, other than Santa Claus is coming to town, which told his origin story. Mm-hmm. But, you know, even that makes him kind of larger than life and how he's, you know, evading uh, the the Meisterburgers and things like that. Um, whereas here, you know, you see his flaws. You see that Santa can have weakness and there's yep. nothing wrong with that. You know, even though he's this mythological figure. Um, yeah, he's he, just sick and doesn't feel like it. Like, exactly. And... <laughs> vibe bro <laughs> absolutely who among us has not felt that way um i'm really starting to pick up the theme of these movies that we picked <laughs> whoops is <laughs> um did you know that they remade year without a santa claus in, i as, did as live I... action I learned that earlier today and was very distressed. Oh, I remember watching it and being incredibly distressed. Really? Yeah. It's uh, NBC did it in 2006 with John Goodman as Santa, with Michael McKean and Harvey Firestein as the snow and heat miser, respectively. <laughs> like... I, I, oh my god, Jack Lalane was in this for some reason. <laughs> Wait, what? I thought this was in 2006. Yeah, am I wrong about that? It, yeah, 2006. Jesus, yeah, those are some uh, not particularly relevant people. Jack Lalane died in 2011. I'm surprising that he lived that long, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, he was super healthy, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> famously. Famously healthy. Uh, Carol Kane played Mother Nature, which is amazing casting. By That's the way. kind of perfect, yeah. Um, but no, uh, yeah, this was a terrible remake. Um, but I don't want to say equally terrible, but um, still not great. They did a sequel in 2008 called A Miser Brothers Christmas. I remember it was part of ABC Family's, um, like, 25 Days of Christmas. Uh, And somehow, they managed to get Mickey Rooney to reprise his role as Santa, and George S. Irving to reprise his role as the Heat Miser. What? Yeah. Um, So, So the rights to this must have lapsed. If both NBC and ABC were able to work with it within two years of each other, well, uh, or they just sold NBC the rights over to the other and studio. Warner Brothers. Um, so yeah, no. Well, but uh, ABC is Disney. Yes. Right. Oh, um, that's where it aired, but Warner Brothers Animation made it. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, but still, the. I think you're right, because um, there has to be some rights thing here. Uh, nope, here it is. Warner Brothers currently distributes the special through their ownership of the post-1974 Rankin and Bass Productions Library. Okay, so Warner Brothers must have just farmed out the 
broadcast rights to whoever. Here it is. ABC and Freeform had it until 2017. And then after that, um, let's see. As of 2018, it airs on AMC, uh, but Warner Brothers distributes Which is a universal, it. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Rights are weird. <laughs> Boy. What a what a what a world we live in. I know. <laughs> International distribution rights belong to one of two major companies. Pretty much. Uh, Near the twain shall meet. <laughs> God, it's like we should have some strike to fix all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Almost as though. Oh man. Um yeah. Uh while we're on the topic of remakes though, I do want okay. to take a quick second to talk about a movie that they just did for Peacock called Genie, um, which is uh, a remake of a movie that my wife got me into when we first got together called Bernard and the Genie, uh, which is a a great BBC uh, made-for-TV movie uh, about a guy who gets a genie and learns the meaning of Christmas and saves his his whole situation with wishes it's fantastic um i haven't gotten to see the remake yet my wife watched it today and said it was good but not as good as the original so if you get a chance check out bernard and the genie uh the original um as well uh as the new one uh it is uh kitschy but a good time you you know why the the new one i think is getting such high praise from tab you know Why who wrote it richard curtis uh oh, you okay. may know him from such movies as four weddings and a funeral notting yep. hill bridget jones's diary love actually and about time which is an excellent movie how about that an excellent movie that we haven't covered. I'm kind of surprised we haven't covered that yet. Me too, because it was Love one of the first the movies that I brought up. And I mean, was like, hey, why don't we cover this? And we still haven't. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get around to it. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Richard Curtis is great. And Richard looking... Curtis wrote the original as well. Oh, did he? Oh my god, he yep. did. With Lenny wow. Henry and Alan Cumming and uh uh Rowan Atkinson as the villain. Um Wait, Alan Cumming for... was in the original? Yes, Alan Cumming he... is in the original, yeah. He's also in the new one. Is he really? Yeah. There you go. Uh so is Mark Marin. Love that. Interesting. Luis Guzman. Definitely love seeing him. Wow, this is pretty an incredibly diverse cast. Into it. I need to I check mean, this out. Makes sense. And Melissa McCarthy is apparently a lot of fun as the uh as the genie. Okay. She's taking the role that uh, Lenny Henry had in the original. Oh. Well, that's fun. I kind of wish something like this would have come to theaters. 
Because you know what I really miss? Just these 90-minute fun things in the theater, you know, where it's, where it's not At some the same major time, blockbuster. There's something to be said. There's something to be said for the fun, like, holiday movie that goes straight to TV. Sure. No, that's true. It's holiday movies especially. You know, um, I think maybe that's that's a byproduct of, of Hallmark putting out so many Christmas movies, right? Sure. Um, but uh, I, I recently saw Wish with my nieces and my cousin. Mm. And uh, the youngest one was like, I can't believe it was so short. And I was like, yeah, when I was your age, movies used to be that only that long. Especially the ones pitched <laughs> towards our age group. It's true. Now everything is like two hours, two and a half hours. God, thanks. I don't personally Nolan. hate, but I, I I know that that's a big uh, uh, windmill that you're willing to tilt at. It's true, you know, because sometimes you just want to go to the movie theater and like get away from the world and have that theatrical experience. That's yeah, just as and magic I want to do that Christmas. for as long as possible for the least. <laughs> Yeah, but before I used to be able to go and see two movies for the length of one Christopher Nolan movie. <laughs> but now you have to pay twice as much for that one movie. Did you, Ansel? Did you have to pay twice as much? <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I'm 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 sure the old uh the old trick of just not getting a second ticket still works. <laughs> we do not condone criminal activity. <laughs> But at the same time, you know, AMC's got enough money. It's true. They got Nicole uh, Kidman money, so. Absolutely. Just don't do it to any independent theaters. Exactly. Pay for every ticket in those theaters. And, you oh. know, pay for tickets to movies that need extra exposure. Yeah. Just go to the movies, guys. Yeah, man. The, the 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 cinematic experience is such a a valuable one that is not getting the love it deserves these days. God, I want to go back and see a movie. I want to go to a movie now, even though uh, it might be a little late for that. <laughs> yeah, I did get to see the Marvels, and that was a great time, wasn't it? I love Iman. Uh, oh, Iman oh Vellani is so good. Yes, Iman Vellani uh, was my favorite part of the movie, um, as well. It should be. You're a right-thinking person. Yes, uh, and guess who gets to meet her this week? I'm, I'm guessing it's not me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so she wrote a Marvel comic about Miss Marvel uh, becoming a mutant. That's dope. Yeah, uh, and she's signing copies of the book um, at a store in North Hollywood. And she agreed to sign more than one item per person. So obviously, I'm going to get a Funko Pop signed. <laughs> obviously. And I have three questions for her that I uh, wrote down so I wouldn't forget them by being nervous. Gotta, and we got to get you a, a little roving recorder to bring with you. I mean, my cell phone is that. 
right? That's like true. I I used to have one of those, uh, and it had a tape in it still. Because <laughs> that's how old I am, kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. Wrote, the the audio on your cell phone is probably pretty solid. It would it be bad to record her answers to that to those questions? Not if she consents. That's true. Uh, if I'm like, hey, can I record your answers to this? Um, if she says no, then I'm perfectly fine hearing these answers for myself. Without but, it, but yeah. You know. Um, <laughs> this, anyway. And, yeah, I can Bass. tell you these questions later. <laughs> uh, yeah, Rankin and Bass. Um, why don't you think anyone does these types of movies anymore? Well, what do you mean by this type? these types of movies? I mean, you don't really get this type of animation. Uh, oh, because um, it doesn't look very good. I mean, when it comes right down, like, <laughs> we love Rankin and Bass because it's, like, nostalgic and and sweet. And um, yeah, I mean, those two things. It's It's got a, like, it's got a lot of heart to it. It's got a lot of care. And it's the one that we grew up with, right? At the time, this was the, it wasn't the peak of stop motion, but it was certainly the middle of stop motion. Um, And the stories they were telling and the style that they did it in sort of like elevated it beyond its uh, meager look. Uh, And today we just wouldn't, we wouldn't tolerate that. You know, we're doing stop motion even cheap stop motion is more advanced and smooth and fluid and yeah but you don't think Leica could put out a good christmas movie than stop motion I animation I think Leica absolutely could put out a good christmas movie um I mean uh haven't we had a stop motion christmas movie recently I mean didn't Pinocchio come out at christmas last year from Del Toro I don't think that counts yeah, that was so sad. Yeah, like, because, I don't know, I just remember relatively recently, not super recently, but, you know, Community did that episode that was in stop-motion animation because uh, Abed was having, like, a a Christmas-themed breakdown, kind of. But that was a great episode. I loved seeing that. Um, and I think, you know, that episode really uh, embodied what you were saying about the the nostalgia for that style. Because, you know, that played into Abed's whole reason for being in the Christmas spirit, really. Because Christmas meant so much to him, and he associated that style with Christmas. But yeah, you know, I guess you're right. It doesn't look that great anymore. <laughs> well, and I think it's the thing I'm most um, most directly referencing is just the way that they, the way that they did the mouths and uh, expressions on on these characters is mm-hmm. just an older style that we don't do anymore. You know, if you look at, if you look at Pinocchio, if you look at Wendell and wild, which came out in 2022 as well, mm-hmm. um, you know, those are much more expressive, much more um, sculpted facial changes from one to the next. Um, sure. I forget which, which movie I was seeing a making of where they talked about how each character had like, a hundred different full sculpts. Mm. They're not just like switching out the mouths like they used to. Oh. They do a whole different head. Um, 
for every single one of these iterations and they're doing it with 3d printing now so it's cheap to do and you can just sort of like you know change the the um 3D model a little bit here and there and go, okay, mm -hmm. well, this is the next iteration, this is the next iteration. And then 3D print the the heads and bing bang bomb, you've got all the all the pieces you need to make it happen. See, this is how technology should be helping art. Not trying oh, yeah. to replace it. <laughs> You know, like, and I like to hope that that's how where we'll get eventually is that like you can feed in, you'll be able to feed in your original work and say, hey, I need I need you to iterate a thousand different faces on this same thing in my style mm -hmm. because it's a waste of my time to go in and do that manually, and the computer will be able to do that in a in an artificially intelligent way. Sure, as opposed to replacing someone to write an entire story. <laughs> right, right. It should be a tool that helps the artist as opposed to a tool that replaces the artist. Yes. Amen. I don't think there's a universe in which, and I'm, I'm not the first to say this, but I don't think there's a universe in which any of us wanted to spend more time toiling so that the computers could make art. Oh, amen. It was supposed to go the other way around. You want Skynet? This is how you get Skynet. Make me a robot that makes hamburgers so that McDonald's employees can, you know, enjoy doing something more, more productive and fun with their time. And, and let's pay them anyway. How's about yeah. that? Right. Let's get some UBI up in this. Would be nice. Look at this. Look how hopeful we're being because we're in the holiday spirit. That's right. <laughs> so four episodes in, we're finally feeling like the, the world isn't a trash fire. We're there now. We'll see how long it lasts. But you know what will help us <laughs> make it last longer? Some drinking and smoking drinking rules. Drinking rules? Yeah, there we go. There it is. Um, so, I mean, just drink every time they say heat miser or snow miser. Oh, God, you'll die. You'll die. I know. <laughs> but you're, you'll certainly be feeling jolly and your cheeks oh, yeah. will be... <laughs> You nice and rosy after that. That's a that's a sip rule. That's there you the, go. That's one of those like thunderstruck games where it's mm -hmm. like okay, uh, 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 just just you'll, you'll work your way through two whole beers over the course of a minute and a half song. Right, the whole movie is only fifty one minutes, so <laughs> yeah, you're just constantly drinking in the middle of the movie. <laughs> Um, I was going to say take a nice big gulp for every every song. You know, because there's, what, like seven or eight songs in here? Which is a bit much for a shot rule, but certainly you could, you know, you could, there, you could there, put back, you know, an eighth of a beer for every song. That'd be fine. There is technically ten songs. Good God. Yeah. Yeah, ten songs. So yeah, One just is take a, a drink for every song. That's just a regular drink. <laughs> if you drink the way I drink. <laughs> um, take a shot for Santa. He deserves it. He works so hard. And Mickey Rooney by extension. Yeah, absolutely. Except for that one time that he did that thing that we don't want to talk about. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm sure there's more than the one time, but yeah. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know it was a different time back then, but come on, bro. Bro. <laughs> like for real. Um 
Yeah, I mean, I I don't know that there's a lot of other repeating stuff in here. I maybe just like every time Mrs. Claus is is the goat for this movie. Absolutely, Mrs. Claus and Shirley Booth both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe Gosh. maybe two shots for respect, or just give give Mickey Rooney's to Shirley Booth. <laughs> Are you saying that Mickey Rooney lost some respect from you? <laughs> I mean, as with <laughs> it was a different time, but yeah, yeah, a little bit, <laughs> a lot bit, a lot bit. <laughs> Come on, Santa! Right, you should know better. Santa's you should on the naughty know list. Better. <laughs> Yes, uh, my my rule was for the character, not the actor. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> to be clear. Um, but yeah, and you know, maybe, maybe you can take a hit when uh, Mother Nature uh, sets her kids straight. You know, yep. puts them in their places. Hey, stop being dicks! It's Christmas. <laughs> it is interesting that in a movie that is from this period for children and uh done with claymation there's not a lot of like repeating themes in this we're not seeing a lot of the same thing recycled periodically throughout the movie or called back to um yeah you only really get that in in the musical motifs because you know the heat miser snow miser um you know the the song sleigh ride is heard a couple times in the movie Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and then almost every song, not well, there are four songs that talk about Santa. One is a re- well, five if you include the reprise. Yeah. Um, also, <laughs> I do think it's funny that there's that you go through this whole 51 minute special, and then at the end, you have the song The Year Without a Santa Claus that sums up everything that you just saw. Yep. <laughs> little, In little, case little, you uh... forgot. In case you fell asleep for part of it. Um, oh, I, I remember. I did have another one. Uh, okay. If you're like me and you haven't seen it as much as Ben, uh, <laughs> take a drink every time you're like, oh, this is from this movie. Oh. <laughs> because all of the Rankin and Bass specials have sort of jammed together in my brain and are just one thing to me. Yeah. Until I'm way... watching one. In a way, this was our first cinematic universe. Yeah, that's that's accurate. Because you have Mickey Rooney as Santa in all these other movies, and then sometimes you get uh, Rudolph and Frosty teaming up, and you even get the origin story of Santa. You know, maybe Kevin Feige just copied the Rankin and Bass model. I mean, if it ain't broke. <laughs> you know what they say, if it's not Baroque... <laughs> <laughs> hey that's another let's there's get another back Christmas. on topic Aha! Yeah. uh i gotta say though there were there that's another christmas movie that we didn't talk about um the the beauty and the beast christmas movie enchanted christmas i i continually forget ex- get it exists so yeah the that's, only that's reason on why me. i remember that it exists well two reasons one, Tim Curry plays an evil organ. Uh, but two, like the kidney? No, like like the like the. You know, I I, I, I knew what you meant. <laughs> but the the one song um, 
As long as there's Christmas. It's a good song. It's a good one. I highly suggest uh, throwing that on the old Spotify. If you forgot about that song. Um, There you go. I have to listen to it maybe for the first time. There it is. Uh, You know, because we we couldn't get through a month of Time to Party without some some tangents. (laughs) (laughs) And they're they're all in there now. They're all all there. No fourth episode to put them in. (laughs) Well, party people, uh, if you're listening to this when it dropped, thank you again for spending part of your holiday with us. If you're catching up later, you know, hope you had a good holiday. Um, You know, we'll tell you all about ours when we come back in the new year. Yeah. I hope you had a secular good time. (laughs) New year, same bullshit. That's right. Probably. (laughs) Probably. Who knows? Um, But, you know, uh, while you go back to your Christmas goose, I don't know why I did that accent. I'm sorry. Did you? (laughs) I'm terrible at accents, so I should just not try them. Uh, it's also not a word that's heavily accented, so I think you did that's okay. That's true. I just I just had uh, Muppet Christmas Carol in my head of Tiny Tim talking about the goose. Anyway, you can find us on the internet. I'm at bsilverio20 on Instagram, X, and all that good stuff. Or terrible stuff, at, depending on how you feel. Yeah, right. Uh, I am at the Indecisionist on most of the things, including Yowza. And I am at Indecisionist on X, uh, but I don't use it, so whatever. <laughs> you can join this the conversation. An indecisionist production. You can join the conversation by using the hashtag time to party. That's time the number two party. Or time the number two party, all spelled out, thanks to Warwick. Special thanks this month, by the way, uh, to April Moralbo for our podcast art and to Marlon Longhead of Marlon and the Shakes for our amazing theme song. They uh, really did us some amazing work and uh, hope you will go out and check out all their stuff. It's linked on our website. Also, a huge shout out to the newest member of April's family, Little oh. Baby. Yeah. She had a kid. She's adorable. Aww. <laughs> the baby Moralba. Yes. Shout out to April and Sid for having an adorable baby. Um, but you know who else is adorable? Our listeners. All you right. party people. Thank you all for another year of time to party. Uh, whether you're just finding us now, whether you've been with us for all year or since the beginning of this, uh, we appreciate you. We thank you for listening and giving us your time. Hopefully, uh, we'll get to do this uh, for a lot longer. Yeah. Yeah, you There's know. a lot more time uh, travel movies to watch. Absolutely. Uh, so while uh, we find the time to make that happen for you, uh, remember to be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes. Dun-dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun-dun. <laughs> <laughs>